Welcome to the Dog Help Podcast, proudly sponsored by Positive Improvement and hosted by Christy Kirby Barron. As a certified dog behavior consultant, I'm eager to share my extensive experience and expertise to help you with all of your dog training needs, from tackling common issues to diving deep into the mysteries behind dog behavior. I'm confident I can help provide you with the solutions you need. So don't hesitate to hit the subscribe button and join me on this exciting journey of discovery. Hey, everybody. We're coming back with you with another edition of the podcast. Today, I have Lauren King with me. Uh, we're going to talk about service dog things, uh, all things service dog. And Lauren is going to share uh, from their perspective, having a working service dog and some of the things that uh, they encounter regularly and some of the things that you probably haven't thought about, but but can now and share to help educate others. Uh, Lauren has been a trainer for how many years? 2012, so 11. 11 years. That's, that's been a pretty good long while. Uh, 11 years, she has successfully raised a puppy that went on to be a guide dog for mm-hmm. a blind person. She has trained um, and assisted training in service dogs, uh, mobility service dogs. and. Um, so I'm going to let you take it away and tell me a little bit about, tell us more about you. Uh, so like, like she said, my name is Lauren. Um, I am married to a, I am married to someone. She's married to a phone, a text message that keeps going off and, uh, yeah, so, okay, no. I am married to someone who um, is a wheelchair user and does work a service dog. Um, and I've also, like Christy said, raised a dog for a guide dog organization. Um, also a groomer and regular, regularly compete in rally and obedience with my personal dogs. Um, but I think we're here to talk about frustrations we have with the public when we go out with a dog so one of the things that is like a really obvious thing right is distracting petting trying to kiss at trying to whistle um calling the dog talking to the dog if you see someone out and about handling a service dog uh what would you say the best thing to do is Ignore the dog completely. Ignore the dog completely. Don't, I mean, just act like it's not there. (laughs) So um, I guess for you, even people that don't try to come pet the dog, I know when I'm training service dogs, um, even people well-meaning who notice the dog and don't actually come and pet them, they don't realize that eye contact and talking to the dog and even saying, oh, what a sweet baby, is actually taking their attention off of the -hmm. person they're working for and could cause problems. Do you find that to be true? Yeah. So even people that don't talk to the dog will, like, stare at the dog, stare at the dog and smile. Right. Right. Um, We're not, we don't want to do any of that. Um, The dogs, you know, some of them might be there for mobility, and in that case, that really wouldn't throw the dog off that badly right but some dogs are there to be medical alert dogs Mm -hmm. and throwing them off to that degree 
could cause them to miss an alert that could be very dangerous for the handler. Right. Um, what other things, um, with regard to people, is it just, I don't know, is it, uh, mainly adults? Is it children? Like, uh, the, what is an age group that actually needs the most, um, education when it comes to interacting with a service dog? So in our experience, it's usually not kids. Um, it's usually at the risk of sounding ugly, it's usually really entitled adults, um, of all ages. Uh, but it is usually adults who, um, feel like they can do whatever. The kids are usually, they'll stare, but they want to hang back because they're not sure. Gotcha. Um, it's, I don't want to say what I'm going to say. It's what? Just say it. (laughs) old white guy who doesn't think he has to answer to anybody oh okay (laughs) okay he's entitled an entitled individual entitled entitled is really the entitled okay um gotcha okay um (laughs) please edit that out (laughs) so um let's say uh, with adults what would you tell them well first of all if children aren't the problem, where do you think their education has come from that they seem to do better than the adults? I'm not sure it's education. Um, I do hear some adults correcting their children and saying, okay, that's a service dog. Don't pet. Right. Um, and that's great. I love it when I hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I don't love or be, what tends to happen more is that kids unsure. So they hang back. Oh, okay. Um you know, they're unsure of themselves. And so they hang back and that's actually the works out great for us. Right. Um, but as far as like talking to distracting, right. it's, you know, it usually happens when you're in line at the grocery store, uh, trying to check out or, you know, you're standing in front of the milk refrigerator trying to get a gallon of milk. Right. And people tend to use that moment to try to talk. Right. Um, and I think one of the big things that I really want to make sure we get across today is that just because you see a dog out with its handler, that's not an open invitation to talk. Like if you wouldn't normally start a conversation in that moment, other than just pretty cold outside or, or whatever, then it's really not appropriate to go make a conversation right then. Um, what you don't realize is for somebody like my husband, for example, who already he parks at the end of the parking lot so that the handicap spots can be used by other people. And then he goes in the store. He's just trying to get a gallon of milk and he wants to just run in, get the milk, pay, get back. Right. Um, but it already takes him longer to get out of the truck. It already takes him longer to get the milk out of the refrigerator. It already takes him longer to get his money to get ready to pay. Um, so when you stop him and talk to him, well, what you don't know is that he might have somewhere he needs to be, uh, or, you know, he just wants to go about his day just like everybody else is. Um, and that's not, you know, trying to be mean. It's just the only reason you're talking is because the dog is there. Right. Then, um, conversation starter in other words. Right. No. Um, you know, we've all sort of been in that situation. If you've ever had a puppy and gone somewhere with a puppy or the dog, it takes forever to do anything because everybody's like, oh, oh my gosh, cute. look at that cute 
puppy. And mm-hmm. I pet the puppy. And what should have been five minutes is now 20 minutes. Is that sort of kind of what you're thinking? Yeah. And then yeah. what ends up happening is that then he doesn't want to take the dog with him. Uh, yeah. That, I can see um, where that's. Because I just want to run in and get this one thing. Right. And it's going to take so much longer. Right. Uh, right. And that's really frustrating. So if you could tell me, I don't know, tell me, say, two of your worst experiences with people trying to interact with or interfering with, I don't know if you have more than two, but interfering with a dog while working. Um, so my husband and I were in Pensacola at just like a touristy shop. And um, I had told him before, having trained service dogs out in public, I'm like, you know, if you can, if you see it coming and can think about it, Try to use your body or your chair to kind of block the individual from just walking up and petting you. Right. And so he did that, right? He's in his chair and there's the aisle and this person is coming from the other side and he sees it. So he puts the dog between the aisle and himself. Right. Thinking he's going to stop her. But before she ever said a word, she reaches all the way across his lap to go pet the dog without ever asking. Um, And when she did so, she bumped his joystick to the wheelchair. So now she's running the chair into the dog and the aisle. Um, the audacity. The, yeah, that the was audacity. pretty bad. Um, that one was pretty bad. Um, hard to come up with a second to that one because that one was. <laughs> I think you and I were working in a bass. Was it Bass Pro? Mm-hmm. While we were working in Bass Pro? When... I felt so bad that day. Um, like you said, I was trigger stacked. <laughs> um, um, we were running late. Christy was teaching a group class. We all, right. you know, we're going to Bass Pro to work with our dogs. And at this point, you know, it's pretty advanced dogs. Um, we weren't taking like young puppies who had never done this. This was all dogs that were right. going to compete at a higher level. Right. Um, we go into Bass Pro. We were running late. Mm-hmm. Um, Towns was on one that day. Um, even service dogs have off, off days. days. Everybody and, has off days. And he was still a service dog in training at that time. Right. Uh, he was giving Joseph a lot of trouble. And so I took him, helped him get his head screwed back on, handed him back to Joseph and then set my bag down to try to get my treats and my clicker or whatever I needed that day. And in that time that I set my bag down, this lady just walks up and goes, Oh, what a cute dog. And I am not proud. (laughs) That I lost it. <laughs> I, but, you know, I think everybody, I mean, that's, yeah. I was all, like, hot. My adrenaline was going, and it was just not good. I I, I didn't cuss at the lady. I was just right. like, are you kidding me? Right. Which <laughs> which part of do not pet can you not read? Right. And I don't normally behave. <laughs> I think everybody could get to their wits in, actually, with things like that. Um. Another thing I guess I would like for you to, um, we're going to go into, uh, there's going to be a whole, another podcast on the differences between therapy dogs, emotional support dogs, Mm -hmm. and service dogs, but I think everybody has seen um, either a restaurant or in Walmart or the grocery store where there is a dog in there that you know they aren't supposed to be there. They're barking at people or they are acting inappropriately, pulling on the leash. Or they're in the shopping cart. 
Yeah, in the in a grocery cart. store. Yeah, in the shopping cart in the grocery store, which should not happen as well. No. And so um, we kind of there are a number of people who are abusing. Um, you see it all over the internet, and it burns me every time I do. You see the ads that are like, "Hey, take your dog anywhere," um, and it's not. That's an abuse. And yes, if you if you need an an emotional support dog, by all means, don't feel bad about that. But the ads say no training necessary. Well, that's not true because no matter where you take your dog, they should have manners. Mm -hmm. And you will, I think we've all seen dogs that are just a nightmare. And you know they're fake. They shouldn't be there. Um, Tell me, have you had instances? Have you run into fake service dogs? I have not personally. Um, The big thing for me is the amount of people that will text me or Joseph and ask, Hey, how do I make my dog a service dog? Um, people that, you know, I know in real life. (laughs) Um, and I'm like, uh, well, first qualification is be disabled, legally disabled, according to statute. Um, yeah. And then go from there. Right. Like, and, and I'll ask, you know, are you legally disabled? And right. Most of the time, but, well, no, but I saw online I could buy this vest right. and this patch, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, um, and that's those are people uh, and service dog registries. Those are things that uh, capitalize on people's uh, lack of education uh, and not understanding the difference. And so I think a lot of people think, oh, well, it wouldn't be on the internet, or I wouldn't be able to do this if it were not okay. And that's not, that's not accurate. Um, you, you can, you can actually get into trouble with that. So when you're going in places, um, I know there are some things that when I'm working, um, service dogs in training and things mm-hmm. like that, I know what things irritate me. Um, and one is requiring ID. Have you dealt with that? Um, I have not personally again, but I have, um, I have heard a lot of it. The thing that's different from me working a service dog and you is oftentimes I'm with Joe, I'm with Joseph and he's visibly disabled. Gotcha. Right. So I, I tend to hear of that more from people who are not obviously disabled to anybody who looks at them. Um, but and so you'll hear a lot of people go, okay, well, we need a, we need an official service dog registry, right? But what right. does that do? Right. That reduces access to people who do need them. You know, right. it, it, it will require people to pay for something that they haven't had to pay for before. Right. Um, and just make it more difficult to the people who need them. Exactly. And to be clear, the reason why there isn't a registry is because it's not illegal for you to train your own service dog, but they do need to be trained and they do need to be trained for certain tasks. That is advanced training. Some people don't need help, but I'm a service dog coach. And what that means is I help people task train to raise and train their own service dogs um, because some people just can't afford the $30,000 that it really takes to do that. And so... Part of what I do is to, to help people do that. But if you make them go through a registry, 
then at some point it is going to eliminate some people who are not able to do like jump through all the hoops so all of these people who are faking the dogs and taking them where they're not supposed to be they're ruining it for the people who need it most yeah they're making it harder for the people who actually need them get into um so if um when we go in um people also don't realize the two questions a business can ask um about a service dog like if you if you're a business owner and you're trying to um some people think you can't ask at all and that is that's not accurate uh you actually can ask questions but there there are only two questions you can ask legally so what are they so in situations where it's not obvious um that the dog is a service animal staff may ask um is this a service animal that is required for disability? And they may ask, what work or task has the dog been per- trained to perform? Okay. Um, now, that also means that even if it's a service dog, even if it's a legally trained service dog, if it is being unruly or um, detrimental or detrimental to the business right? Um, or having potty accidents in the store, they can still be asked to leave even though it's a legally trained right. service dog. And that's definitely something um, I'm definitely going to go into in a, in another podcast for sure. Um, what about, so you said they could ask for um, what services the dog provides. Um, does that include showing them? No, um, we're, it's not a circus <laughs> um we we're not here to demonstrate uh but nobody has to demonstrate anything they don't they don't have to prove themselves in any way right so that i mean that's a big thing that um when you say just to clarify um because i i knew the answer to that but um businesses if they say hey is this a you know to mitigate a uh disability and what services the dog provide to you they can't ask um they can't ask you to actually show them so oh really how does he do that uh, that's not an appropriate question or i don't believe you can you show me that right, because uh, you're still you're still entitled to your right to privacy like right you don't that's not necessary <laughs> right and so people i know a lot of people with the fake service dogs are saying you can't ask me that uh because of hipaa okay well they don't get to ask you the nitty-gritty details but they can ask you if you if this dog is to mitigate uh, a disability and what services that dog provides and that is not um that's not against the law and it doesn't violate hipaa and if you have a, a disability that is not um visible visible then you should be prepared to to answer that you really should i think that's fair mm-hmm. yeah if you're if you're not right clearly disabled just by looking at you then yeah you should be prepared to answer those two questions right. but no no further right um so there's another thing you we have had a conversation lately and uh i'm gonna try to keep you from from if you see her face turning red she her face she can't hide it she can't lie so uh <laughs> 
at this point, uh, Lauren, I'm going to ask you about the blue stripes next to Handicap Park. And you people, see, I told you her face. Uh, <laughs> you people have, uh, there. you you guys have seen where there's a, the actual handicap parking and then there's a space next to it and it's got all the little the cross hatches. The cross hatches. There you go. Um, those things do have a purpose. And um, so tell me about your experience. <laughs> so the cross hatches are there specifically for a wheelchair user or somebody who uses a cane or a walker to have extra space to be able to get in or out of their vehicle. Um, the problem is, just like not all disabilities are visible, not all uh, handicap accessible vehicles scream handicap accessible. So my husband drives a big truck. Um, nobody would guess from looking at it that it okay. is, it's got a wheelchair lift. Uh, so we went to a steak restaurant and uh, we were childless. We had a good dinner and we were almost done. And we hear the table next to us talking loudly. Um, and apparently one of the parties of that table knowingly parked in the cross hatches uh, and, and knew that what they were doing was wrong. Um, I think, oh, I think everybody knows that when you park in a cross hatch, you cannot say that <sighs> you knew that was a regular parking space. I think everybody did it on purpose. Well, he did. He said um, it was somebody who was actually had a, a handicap placard, right? It wasn't right, somebody right. that was able bodied parking there. It was right. somebody who honestly needed a handicap spot, right? right. But um, not a wheelchair accessible spot. And yes. they parked in the handicap cross hatches. Because there was not a handicapped spot available. Right. Uh, and, and he said, well, they might ask me to move because I'm in the cross hatches." And another member of their party was like, oh, just pretend you didn't know. Just, just pretend yes. you didn't know. That's no big deal. Um, so and not, I, not to interrupt, but I do want to say ignorance is no excuse. If a police officer comes by, you will get a ticket for that. And the fact that, oh, I didn't know. Um, that you are liable for that, so you can be ticketed for that. So that excuse doesn't fly. I think everybody knows you don't park where there are a bunch of cross hatches. You go for the open spaces. So well, anyway, it was ahead. worse than that. Okay, so yeah. we're eating our dinner and we overhear this, and I just kind of look at him and I'm like, "Did you hear that?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I did. Did you hear that?" I said, "Yeah, let me go check." Um, because I wanted to check and see if it was indeed us right. blocked in. Um, right. And I walked outside and discovered it It was. Um, but worse than just parking in the cross hatches, they were also on top of the ramp to get. So you couldn't, not only could you not get <laughs> off the, the step down, but you also couldn't get in the truck. Couldn't either. get in the truck or off the curb. Nice. Uh, until they moved. So we, we did nice. ask the manager to, to have them move. Um and, you know, the manager was very apologetic to them. Yeah. I'm so sorry. To them. Um, <laughs> he, wait, apologized, wait. he apologized to us, too. Okay, um, he to did him. apologize to us, too, but he, he does go to the table and he's like, is somebody, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but is somebody parked, uh, you know, red, whatever car it was? Yeah, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you to move. It's in the handicap cross hatches. I'm so sorry. Again, I, I don't <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is very frustrating to have someone um, apologize to an individual who is in the wrong. And um, knowingly in the wrong. Knowingly in the wrong. But I guess from a business owner's point of view, I can see where it's sort of kind of hard to. I know. 
to not handle things uh, to to cause the least amount of uh, bad feelings toward the staff. But oh, that's pretty tough, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's frustrating. Um, tough. So um, we, I know other people. We've been encouraging Lauren to take a picture of the tag, post it on Facebook. Um, you know, so, one time we were at the zoo and that happened. Huh? Uh, it was like a 90 something degree day yeah. and we decided to leave because it was too hot and we go outside and we're blocked in because someone's in the cross hatches. And when, when Joseph went to customer service, I didn't mean to name him when he went into customer service, right? Um, he, you know, told them the problem. Right. They stepped outside and they recognized the vehicle. Right. It was an employee Ooh. at the zoo. <laughs> but- well, the point is, if you are bold enough to ignore that and to impede somebody else's ability to go about life normally, um, right, because, I don't see because a what if, with calling you out on that, like <laughs> if you if you don't want to be posted and put in that position, don't park there. Yeah, because um, uh, I mean, what if what if he has a doctor's appointment and he needs to leave by a certain time, right, or right. or just you don't have the right to take up someone's day like that right. um when it happened at the mall one time we it was two hours before two we found hours. the driver um because mall security didn't want to call a tow truck the hattiesburg police department um they said they couldn't do anything because it was a private parking lot which i found out later is bs um wow. so they that's good to know. Hattiesburg PD wanted the mall security to handle it, and right. mall security wanted Hattiesburg PD to handle it. And we, and nobody next thing wanted you know, to be the bad guy. Uh, Joseph just went in for a, a fifteen-minute haircut, and that was a two. Uh, two it turned into hours. two hours because somebody was um, shopping, and you know we had no way of knowing whose vehicle it was. Right, right. Hey, everybody, we're back. Um, turns out we needed a potty break, and what I mean by that is one of the dogs pottying on the floor. Actually, it was hers, not mine. So, uh, you'll have to join us for another podcast on potty training. Yes. Um, yeah. So. But we did actually have a guest come in. Well, we, we did that too, but, uh, okay. So, uh, let's see. Where did we leave off? We left off at probably parking in the wrong spots, probably. Uh, where we left off, but um, we were kind of one, probably one last thing I wanted you to to tell us about is uh, you mentioned that someone reached across and hit the joystick for the uh, the wheelchair. And when I have worked with um, clients who needed service dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I found was proper etiquette is that you don't mess with their equipment. It's, it's not, it's not, uh, not a piece of furniture. I mean, tell me about that. So there's a couple things. Don't move their stuff or their medical equipment, right? So mm-hmm. Joseph will place things in the house right. or at work where he can reach it because he can't reach the same things that you and I do. Um, But also uh, when you say it's not a piece of furniture, it funny story is that, you know, he can be in a grocery store line and people will like get up right up behind him and lean on his chair. That's uh, (laughs) that's too much. Um, 
no, because you wouldn't invade someone's personal bubble like that if right. they weren't in the chair. Right. Um, it's it's not yours. It's not a leaning post. It's not a handrail. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I, it, it's rude. It's rude for, yeah. you know, for anything. I think. Yeah, I think if, you know, if it were an able-bodied person, if you wouldn't walk up and touch them. Right. Then, you know, same thing if it's somebody who's disabled. Right. Um, we shouldn't be treating them any differently. They still deserve their own personal bubble. Right. I don't know how um, how he feels, but in working with service dog clients as well, some, some of them are rather touchy about you helping them. Like, etiquette for that is generally, um, from what I understand, um, is you ask, may I help you? Or wait for them to ask for help. Um, oh, and accept no for an answer if they say no. Uh, one common thing that happens with Joseph is putting groceries on the back of his truck. Mm-hmm. He wants to put them up there because he knows he can get them out uh, in yeah. a specific way. Right. Uh, if somebody comes over, oh, here, let me help you and starts putting stuff in the truck, he may not be able to get that out when he gets home and I may not be home to help him. Oh, and it's especially that if it's old stuff. Yeah. Um, and so just know that there's a specific way that they're doing something right. for them. And, you know, if the help is wanted, they'll ask you for it or they'll accept it. Um, oftentimes, if you drop something and someone's standing nearby and you go, hey, can I pick that up for you? Yeah, please. Right. Um, but the thing is that if he says no. Accept that. Accept the no. Don't, oh, are you sure? Right. I don't mind doing it. And then they start doing it anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, that's not cool. I, I can understand and- that. And it puts him in a bad spot, right? Because he doesn't want to be rude. You're trying to be nice. Right. Um, And, you know, your your help may not be as helpful as you think it is. That's, yeah, and that's definitely, um, definitely something that I can see that their needs aren't the same Mm -hmm. sometimes as what we might perceive them to be. I can see where that could be a problem as well. So we're about out of time. uh, thank you for joining me. Is there anything that you uh, would like to part with? Um, no, I don't I think so. Know. Thank you for having me. I Absolutely. hope you have me back again. I will. I will. Oh. I'm certain I will have her back. Uh, we'll be talking about um, more things other than service dog related. Like I said, she's a great trainer. and um, That's very nice of you to say. Not really. Not really. <laughs> uh, fun fact before we go, when she met me, she hated me. You like to tell that story. I do. It makes like me sound so bad. I do. Okay, first of all, she was a teenager, so that explains. No, I was like nineteen. Yeah, it's... so that explains most of it right there. But uh, yeah, uh, it's a great story. That uh, that's when I rubbed her wrong when we met. And uh, well, you told me I was doing everything wrong. Well, you were. But anyway, that your predecessor thought was right. Reason why that was my predecessor. Um. So anyway, uh, fun fact though, we're, we're great friends and, uh, lots, we took us a bit to get on the same page, but, uh, she certainly, when we got on the same page, she, she jumped on it with both feet. So, um, great trainer, done her for a while, lots, lots to, uh, to bring you in the future. So thanks everybody. And, uh, join me again, I think the next one 
uh, is going to be on, I can't decide, it may be on potty training, it may be on destructive behavior. Uh, I gotta run down the list. There's if a whole you, list. There is a whole list. So if you uh, if you have suggestions, reach out to me and uh, look for the link in the, the description. 